you know, look at it this way, okay? Being real here, not being over the top or dramatic or anything else here. However invested you were, you, I'm talking to you, in that outcome last night, think about how invested they were to have taken the ice that way again. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into football and or baseball, both of which I would highly recommend at this stage, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this. Devils 5, Penguins 1. Uh, <laughs> this, this, is, this is what they do. This is what they do. And this is why I did the show last week and said, that's it. I'm out. I'm out. I don't have faith in this group. I don't have faith in this team's leadership, meaning inside the locker room. I don't have faith now in this head coach's ability to turn this around. How could I? I don't have any faith whatsoever in this general manager and as a result in this president of hockey operations and I don't even know that the ownership exists other than that though I think it's all going really really well that's the state of this team right now that's the state of the franchise really you want to go over the playoff possibilities we can do that we can do that I'm armed I'm armed. Penguins, Panthers, and Islanders all have four games remaining. Panthers have 87 points. Islanders have 87 points. And Penguins have 86 points, which means they have lost control. They've lost control of their own destiny. Their final four games are against the Wild tomorrow night at Detroit and against the Blackhawks and then at Columbus. And you could say to yourself, well, that's a pretty light thing there. Once you get past the wild, it's going to be all. No, no, you can't. You can't. You can't look at any aspect of this and assume the positive. Because they haven't earned that. It's not that the devils beat them. Okay, understand that part, please. Devils are a pretty good team this year. I will freely acknowledge having grossly underestimated that particular group this year. I'll eat it. They've they've really shown something. They've shown more young players than I thought they had. Jack Hughes specifically showed a greater individual physical strength than I thought he had. I thought he was going to get ragdolled his entire career. He bulked up. He got tougher. Good for him. They have more on the blue line, more in goal than what I thought and what I knew. There is no shame in losing to this season's New Jersey Devils, but there is shame in coming out for that game with that same approach. And when I say that same approach, you know which one I'm talking about because you just saw it a week ago in Detroit and you saw it not long before that against the Senators. That's who they are. A handful of players. Now, a handful of important slash good players, but only a handful come out for these things with urgency, 
with playoff-level urgency. And before long, it falls apart. So you tell me why that wouldn't be the case against the Red Wings, the Blackhawks, and the Blue Jackets. Never mind that if you lose to a good Minnesota team tomorrow night and the Islanders and Panthers proceed to move away from you, then those other games might become moot. The Panthers, by the way, have games remaining against the Senators, Capitals, Maple Leafs, and Hurricanes. That is the toughest stretch of anybody who's left. The Islanders have the Lightning, the Flyers, the Capitals, and the Canadians. So two out of four are are, are good teams. For the Panthers, it's three out of four that are good teams. And for the Penguins, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Here was Mike Sullivan after the game last night in Newark. We're disappointed tonight. We didn't get the result. We didn't play well enough. We got outplayed. Uh, All we can do is, is figure out what we can take from it and try to apply it to the next game. And that's what we'll try to do. But we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to stay in the fight here. We're still in it, and that's the way we got to look at it. We got to stay with it. Stay in the fight, still in it. I mean, what's he going to say? What's he going to say? I, I've actually reached the point where I'm just feeling for the guy. I know how much heart, uh, how much hard work he puts into this. I know the effort he's made to try to connect to some of these players. Uh, to whom connections aren't possible, or to whom even if he made connections, it's not going to matter because Ron Hextall spent a second round pick and a gazillion dollars on Mikhail Granlund, who's a complete waste of an NHL sweater at this stage of his career. What What's Sullivan going to say to Granlund? What's he going to say? You know, I... I, I what a what an absolute mess this is. What an absolute embarrassment. And I can't even let's just see how it plays out. Okay, let's just see how before I start, you know, heads gotta roll and whatever else here. The GM's gotta go. The GM's unequivocally gotta go. When we come back, J1Q. J1Q comes from Scott, who says, Not that it'll matter much moving forward, but in my opinion, Tristan Jari strung together two solid games between Boston and New Jersey. Not outstanding, but solid. Barring another injury, does he look like he's getting close to 100%? Uh, You know, Scott, you had me with the first six words there. Not that it'll matter much. It won't. It won't. We're so far past being able to examine or dissect details. Who broke down? Who blew it here? Uh, or, or even giving credit. You know, Brian Rust is on a nice little goal scoring streak. Great. His goal made it five to one. And this, this is what we're talking about here. The whole thing, the whole thing has fallen apart. Even when the team wins. Even the other night against the Flyers, you know, they scored a bunch of goals early on, looked like they had some energy, crowd was into it, whatever else. And then they just start doing dumb, undisciplined things, mostly Gino in the third period. They start coughing up a bunch of goals. The Flyers get back within one. 
And it's not until Ryan Paling puts one into the open net that, you know, that game is over. And you, you leave there going, oh, yeah, that's right. That's who they are. I don't understand it. I, I, I'm, I'm out of answers. As much as I'm out of patience or expectations, I'm also out of answers. Who is it in this group that doesn't care? Who is it in this group that sits in an oval-shaped locker room? Meaning they all got to face each other in some form. That's done by design. That was the brainchild, by the way, of Gary Roberts 20 years ago. Shouldn't surprise anybody who remembers the way he played the game. They, they can look at each other. They can look at Sidney Crosby. They can look at Evgeny Malkin. They can look at Chris Letang. And everything that those guys have been through, both good and bad, and everything that they've put the three of those guys into this season to try for what now seems laughable, but another shot at the Stanley Cup. And that doesn't do it. That doesn't light the fire. That doesn't get you to, you know, go put some extra effort into things. Jason Zucker gets it. A handful of other guys do. But there's a bunch of them that just don't. That the needle just doesn't budge. And if you've got a leadership group in place that I referenced in the opening segment that's not used to having to tell people to care, that can be a challenging message to convey. You know, if you were in a room not so long ago with the the Ben Lovejoy types, the Ian Cole types, the Patrick Hornquist types, Matt Cullen Nick Bonino, who I'm sure was reacquired for this very reason to try to bring more people into the mix who'd care. They never had to say anything to these people. That's how they won those championships. Not just because of Sid, Gino, Latang, and the goaltending, but because they were supported by a group of players, proud players who legitimately cared, who wanted to win. Listen to what I'm saying here. Listen to how far this has fallen. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.